to another episode of From Dust Till Dawn. I am your host, Don Lahi, baby. This is a horror movie review podcast where we like to review horror movies. And the way that we choose our horror movies is that we go to a horror movie generator, we hit generate, it gives us a movie, and we watch it. And the generator and a good friend of mine gave me the lovely suggestion of watching Gongium Haunted Asylum, 2018's Gongium Haunted Asylum, written and directed by Jun Jungbo Sheik, and uh, it got a 6.4 on IMDb, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 91%. So we're dealing with another, uh, why is it that, and why is the other one that? 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, kind of... Uh, agreeing with the uh, IMDb score here. The plot to this movie reads, the crew of a horror web series travels to an abandoned asylum for a live broadcast. It soon encounters much more than expected as it moves deeper inside the nightmarish old building. Yeah, I would I would say that's uh, pretty accurate. The So the acting in this was unbelievable. It was so good. I you know, you watch a bunch of found footage movies and the acting is a little put on. The acting is a bit, you know, overdone. Doesn't seem like the chemistry is is very good. This really, really was amazing. It uh, it, it did very well. Um, good work with these young actors. Um, we have uh, Yimi Young, uh, Yuja Young, Wai, Wai Ha Young. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing these wrong. Uh, Seung Wook Lee, uh, Ah Young Oh, Hai Young Park, Sung Hong Park, Yaya Park. Uh, very good actors. Uh, well done. They really played it off here. Um, and yeah, we meet all these characters, and you kind of they kind of have a party at the very starting of this and it's uh a great way to kind of make you fall in love with all these characters and connect with them on on a very personal level where you know in horror movies i feel like you don't you, you know you meet certain characters and you're like yeah i want you to die uh, in this film, I don't want these people to die. And then when the people that you don't want to die or get hurt or hurt their feelings or whatever, you, you have an emotional response to it. Immediately. I was like, all these people seem amazing and fun. And, uh, South Korea in Gangnam looks, uh, fun. They were just having a good time, uh, having some beers, eating some food before they head to this asylum here. And um, the way that they're sh the way that they're filming the whole uh, sequences and everything, pretty much everyone has a camera on them. So you feel like you're a part of it. You feel like you're there. You feel like you're in the car ride there. You feel like you're giggling with them. So 
everyone kind of has a bit of a personality on them. There's uh, a guy that they're calling the captain in this, and he's kind of the, uh, he is uh, the creator of the YouTube channel called Horror Times that they're doing this uh, walkthrough of the asylum for. Uh, and then you have his kind of two right-hand men who are on camera, sound, everything. Then you have the kind of influencers jumping in. Uh, and that would be uh, Charlotte. Um, she was at the, I don't know what the forest in Japan is called, but it's where people go on a, on a live themselves. I believe Logan Paul uh, was there at one point in his vlogging career. Then you have a nurse that is uh, uh, in school. So he, he kind of just has a bunch of different variety. The captain has a bunch of different variety of people in his little crew here that he's going to send through the asylum. But I feel like everyone fit their character really well. And uh, they also show you like by the time that they get to the asylum, it's almost half an hour in and nothing really scary happens. Uh, so, you know, they're like building up with like backstory here and there uh, on the asylum, but it's not scary. You just are pretty much foreshadowing what's going to be happening when we get there. And yeah, so uh they they get to the the asylum it's all secure and and uh there's police apparently making sure that no one goes into this asylum and they set up a camp where they can kind of put all the gopros on and uh all their equipment and then everything is sent back out to the base camp uh to the captain where he is navigating and directing everything so pretty cool but yeah you see a lot of the behind the scenes of maybe how these things go down so before they all go into the asylum they send the two right-hand men there to go set up uh motion capturing uh cameras which are if you move then the camera will follow you they're already in the asylum setting up cameras in all these rooms that they're going to investigate so it was a little it was a little weird i didn't know how to feel about that they're already in the asylum um but what they want to do is that they want to have as many cameras as possible because they're going to live stream this to try to get um advertising money um so they pretty much want to try to make it to a million viewers on a live stream which i'm sure is an amazing accomplishment. And so you see all the behind the scenes prep work and stuff and i thought and i and, and you know sometimes when you when you see that stuff, it kind of ruins the illusion, but it is what it is. It doesn't matter. But one thing that I noticed that I thought was going to be a tell of some sort was they're eating noodles and the guy is choking on the noodles. And then the girl who uh, she says that she's going to nursing school and she starts slapping him on the back. I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do that if someone's choking. So I thought, oh, maybe she's in on this something she's in on you know the asylum or i i'm not too sure uh but after that they pretty much all eat together and then they wait till about 9 30 and they go into the asylum there's a lot of dead air i was kind of checking the time i was like am i missing something here are we supposed to maybe get something 
you know, a little bit quicker as there should be maybe a ghost or a something a little bit scary happening, but there wasn't, there was just all these little tells uh, here and there. Like they found some underwear in the forest on the way to the asylum and uh, they, they tie it on a branch to make sure that they can find their way back, even though it's like maybe like a, 40 meter walk and yeah that took like 10 minutes for them to get from one end to like from the base camp to the asylum so i was a little confused and getting impatient um and then they get to the asylum and with such a secured building i thought that maybe there would be more keeping people out Uh, but there was just a piece of plywood pretty much uh keeping people out like you, you can tell that this place has been ransacked and there's graffiti everywhere. And the film also starts off with other people going into that uh, asylum and, you know, messing around. So it's been, it's been used up and there's, and, and, and you, and you can tell that, but the guys were already in there setting up the motion capture cameras. So I don't, it was a little odd. I don't know. I was waiting for more. So like, you know, the, the normal, you know, start of the wick, uh, doors are slamming behind people, yada, yada, yada. Then they go and they do a seance, uh, and the candles go out in the seance. And then, and then you find out that it was all put on from the captain. He wanted to kind of, you know, charge the, charge the, the the adrenaline in the room and on the live stream and 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 i was like okay yeah that's fine and and then you kind of don't know okay what's what's real and what's fake during this it gets real after that really quick and a couple more things happen like the captains in in the in the tent and then the burners on his stove go off his portable stove uh they go back um one of the characters, uh, every time that she goes to a haunted area, she spray paints her name somewhere and she goes, let's live. She spray paints that. And then when they go back to that spot where she spray painted her name and it said, let's live, it says, let's die um, instead. So like a, a couple of things go on and they also find a, a doll in a in a cabinet and then they go back to that room after the doll isn't in the cabinet anymore. It's it's uh, sitting somewhere on another shelf. And then one of the guys grabs it and the girl flips out and she's like, I want to leave. We obviously pissed something off in here. And they're kind of like laughing at her. But she's like, I, I, I know that we kind of pissed off a demon or ghost or something. It was... It, it was confusing, but maybe it was supposed to be confusing because, like I said, you felt like you were a part of the group. But it just seemed, I don't know, it seemed. The starting was really good and then like getting to know everyone. And then by the time I got to maybe like hour 10, I was like, OK, that's something bigger has to happen here. Yeah, I I don't know. So the group all gets together and they find a room with some coffins in it. Now, maybe in South Korea, the coffins have face holes in them. Uh, and one of the guys puts his arm in, in it and he 
I believe he pretends, oh, something's got me, something's got me. And then uh, another girl puts her arm in it and it like yanks her and then she pulls her arm out and she's got like scratches down her arm. And then the coffin door opens very slowly. That was really creepy. I enjoyed that. Now, once all that kind of happens, everything gets turned up a lot and scary shit starts happening. But I feel like it's not explained or anything like it's just a ghost story which 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 i like which i which i can get on board with the two right hand men they go to uh, a supply room and everything on the ground goes to the ceiling and then drops and then one of the guys gets uh, ripped out of the room it was okay not too scary uh everything looked kind of cgi at that point so i was like hey something scary is gonna happen uh so i was um waiting for it and i was also like oh this looks a little weird and then everything dropped from the ceiling so i was like okay now the part that scared the shit out of me was when uh the the girl who freaked out about the doll and one of the the main uh filmers cinematographer uh they were walking back to the base camp through the forest uh, and they kind of did the, and I don't want to compare it to this, but it did remind me of this, uh, Blair Witch Project, where they're walking back through the forest and they're doing circles. So they walk by the underwear that is tied up on the branch and they walk by it and they keep walking and then, oh shit, I thought we already passed that. No, no, we, we did pass that. Why is it here? So they think that they're going in circles and then some nightmare fuel happens I don't necessarily want to ruin it for anyone, but they, the one girl who wrote her name on the wall, anyone that disrespected the spirits or disrespected the area, like, got, got it the worst, I, I think. So the girl who spray painted her name on the wall and freaked out about the doll, she's freaking out. And the other lady that she's with um, just turns her back to her. And it's just standing there still. And it's just so fucking creepy. I used to have these nightmares as a kid where someone that was like almost faceless would be uh, in my room or wherever I was in the dream. And they would just start repeating the same thing faster and faster and faster and faster. And it happened in this. And it really freaked me out. And... It was a good scare, uh, a really good scare. I don't know. So maybe that happens in other people's dreams because it looked exactly what it looked like in the dream. And that's what I think that this ended up turning into was everyone was in a nightmare or something because the girl who spray painted uh, her name on, she runs away from the other girl who's kind of, I don't even know what she's saying in it. She's... I think she's just like speaking tongues. She's like, like really, it, it's really creepy. I know I probably didn't do it any justice, but it, it is really creepy. And she runs back to the base camp, walks into the base camp, and then she turns her light on and starts flashing it around. And then she's back at the asylum. So it's like that kind of nightmare shit. And that was scary. And then she was in a, a, a room where she, she couldn't like see any doors. Oh, wait. No, she did see a door and it was locked 
and she shines a light and the girl who was doing the is standing over in the corner facing the wall, which is a lot like Blair Witch, a lot like Blair, a lot like Blair Witch, whatever. And then she sees a ghost. Finally, one of the, uh, someone who, who was in the, uh, asylum and, uh, yeah, that's really scary. I, I got a little freaked out there too. It's very, it's very jumpy. Uh, you kind of know what the, the scares are going to be. Uh, but then everything kind of hits the fan after that. There's a scene where a ping pong ball scared the shit out of me too. It just flies through the, it, it, you'll see it. You should watch this. Uh, I don't really have a lot more to, to, to say everyone kind of, it's just, there's a lot of ghosty ghost stuff in it. Um, they ended up these two other people, the nurse and another guy who, uh, he kind of is just like, joining the group and he's kind of the you know he just carries all the equipment and blah 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 he's trying to get a door open that's never been opened where they think that a lot of the insane asylum uh creepy crap uh happened and they're trying to get in and then that's where the ping pong ball comes in as well they end up getting into the room and then there's no doors in this room and there's about a foot of water on the ground and then they look up and then there's water above them too. So that was a little confusing. Didn't understand the symbolism behind that. Don't know if there was any symbolism behind that, but I was just a little, okay, cool, I guess. Uh, and then just some classic scares, you know, the, the camcorder is picking up what they can't see and it's a bunch of people standing on the wall and such and such. And then everyone's eyes go black and they all disappear. Now, Captain, he ran back to the asylum and he was there for about three minutes and he was sweating his little face off and then he gets got. So, okay. And then the guy who was in the supply room that first got knocked out, he is found and he's tied to a wheelchair and flies through the door. So I guess everyone who goes into this asylum uh, kind of falls into a nightmare world and can't get out. And I can respect that. It was scary, but the buildup that I thought, the buildup that I thought I was going to get, I thought I was really uh, in the midst of just an amazing movie, and it kind of fell off for me. Uh, it didn't, the starting of it was so good. I'm like, here we go. This is already, I'm so invested. I'm loving it. And then it just kind of got corny and turned into a uh, ghost story, a kind of a boring ghost story. So um, 
I don't really have a lot more to say. Uh, I know there's a little bit of trivia on this. Um, someone in South Korea who was trying to sell an old asylum tried to sue the movie, saying it would be bad for business and I won't be able to sell my my asylum after this movie comes out. And then they they revoked that because they were like, too, like if people don't know that it's a movie, anyone in the market for buying an uh, asylum, an old haunted asylum. You're going to watch a haunted asylum movie and then be like, yeah, I don't want the asylum anymore. So don't really uh, care for that, uh, buddy. So they got rid of that guy. They ruled, ruled favor of the film being shown. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got for this. It was, uh, yeah, on this on this podcast, we like to rate our films with Don's dollars, Don, uh, one being the least amount of money that we'd spend to go see it in a theater and 10 being the most amount of money that we'd go spend it in a theater, see it in a theater don's dollars i would give this if i went and saw this in a theater i think it would be a little bit scarier so i'm gonna say uh five dollars i'm gonna give this right down the middle five dollars it was okay that one forest scene got me really good i was genuinely scared so i enjoyed that characters were great I liked how they kind of all turned, you know, like people do when they're in shitty situations, like being chased by ghosts. So uh, I liked them at the starting, and then I didn't like them kind of around the end. So I do like that kind of uh, character climactic uh, uh, drop. So, yeah, I'm going to give it $5. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for uh, supporting, loving being genuinely nice, uh, be nice to everyone around you, even if they're demons, please go follow from Dust Till Dawn podcast. And if you don't want anyone to get into your sane asylum, maybe put a padlock on the front door instead of just a sheet of wood, okay? Love ya.